Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beyond Bound podcast. I'm your host, Ben Billups, and this week I'm joined once again, the dynamic with the power triangle. That's what they call it in bands, right? It's, it's, I'm joined once again by Victoria and Jonathan, and this week we're here to discuss majors and whether or not they matter. And before we just jump into the topic, I just want to remind you guys that we still have a free video series available for Navigate. You can go to beunbound.us slash Navigate to sign up for a free four-part video series. If you like that video series, it is a preview of our Navigate course. And so when you watch those, you get a taste for the Navigate course. And also as an Unbound student, you qualify for a 50% discount on the regular price. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend that you do. It's all about decision making, how to make decisions with confidence and how to live in a way that honors God, but that also is, you know, empowering. So I think it's a it's a great course. A lot of our students called it life changing. So you might want to check that out. Go to beyondbound.us slash navigate. So I think let's just go ahead and get into it. And I think Victoria, um, given that you're actually the person doing a lot of our advising right now for our new students. Super excited to have you on. But I think just just as like initial context for this conversation. So we're saying, do majors matter? I think students wonder this a lot. They say, does my major matter? And what should I be thinking about when I'm picking a major? So I'm really just curious to start with what are some, what are, maybe what are some of the things that you tell students on advising calls? Or what are the, some of the things that you're thinking about when you're going over those questions? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Ben. Um, I'll lead off with just a, a quick personal example. Uh, when Back when I was uh, trying to pick a major for myself and uh, going through school, starting everything off, um, I picked one right off the bat. So I didn't, I wasn't undeclared. I didn't have any time to kind of work through some classes and figure it out. So I picked one off the bat and I remember sitting down with four or five different degree plans, you know, in front of me and saying, well, I could pick this one or I could pick this, I could pick this. Um, and as somebody who really wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go, that was really stressful. Um, and definitely, definitely kind of kept me on edge and, um, and up at night for, for a week or two while I figured that out. Um, so kind of with that background, that's actually been really helpful in terms of perspective to now come back around, you know, several years later and be able to help other students make that same decision. Um, so off the off the bat and, you know, some of these are a little bit um, broad, but intentionally. So, you know, figuring out uh, a general idea of what do I want to do? What are my goals? Do I even know what I want to do? Um, do I have goals for right now? Because if I don't, those are going to be two very different paths. So, um, you know, if you if you have an idea of what you want to do and you're you're pretty confident about that, great. Maybe you're ready to pick you know a, a specific major or a specific direction. If you know that you're you know wanting to pursue a very specific career, great. You know, then then in that case, it kind of lines up. A lot of um, different professions require specific degrees. Um, just as a a kind of common example, you know, say you want to work for the FBI. Okay, cool. Go to their website, look through the list of majors and, you know, go along, figure out what aligns with you and then pick it and go with it. Um, on the on the other side, if you're really not sure, then make that your priority to figure out what do I want to do? What's going to best help me do that? Um, and, you know, if, if you're thinking you want just a broad career, a broad preparation, then maybe be open to a very broad degree. So, you know, just just kind of some some obvious things, but really do take time to think about what it is that you want to do and what will best help you to get there. Um, and you can even uh, most schools will offer uh, breakdowns of degree plans as well, um, just on their website or to students, you can request it from their academic department. Uh, so, you know, if you're not sure, <laughs> take a look at the actual degree plans and look at the specific courses that you will be taking in each one. Make sure you don't have, you know, kind of a, a figmented or um, 
or, you know, kind of glorious idea of a degree that maybe isn't actually the case. So make sure you kind of break that down and look at what's actually going on um, before you pick it. So those are just kind of some thoughts off the bat. Yeah. Well, first of all, do you mean to imply that the FBI doesn't just accept any degree? Like if you have a degree in literature that doesn't qualify you for the FBI? You know, I'm going to um, I'm going to restrict my comments on that one, Ben. OK, I see how it is. Um, well, at least you have a real inside ear here. But um, of course, and uh, Jonathan, obviously, you've you know, you've been working with students for a very long time. I'm sure you've had this conversation over and over and over again. So just like off the top, like same question, like what does does the major matter and what do you think students should be thinking about? Be happy to answer that, and I also won't restrict my response to the FBI question, so we'll catch that one as well. Uh, so I think what it's helpful to back up a little bit and ask a bigger question here that most people don't understand. So here's a misperception that I see all the time. People come in and they think jobs are tied to majors. And the reality is that that's, that's true, but that's not, that's not the truth. And what I mean by that is that some jobs are tied to majors. Most jobs are not tied to majors. So the first question you have to ask is not what major I need, it's do I have interest in a field that's going to require a major? And that's pretty easy to figure out because if you want to go into nursing, you're going to need a nursing major. You're gonna to need to go to a nursing program. If you wanna go into engineering, you're gonna need an engineering background. You can get to both of those places uh, through other routes later, but that's the fastest and easiest way to go. But let's say that you said, well, I definitely don't want to be a nurse and I definitely don't want to be an engineer. Well, at that point, your majors matter much, much, much less. Uh, the, the field is much more open. And so like, let's use the example of the FBI. Let's say you wanted to go to the FBI. Victoria's advice is absolutely spot on, right? You should go to their place and you see what majors they want because they do, they have certain majors that they want. That's absolutely correct. And literature won't help you as much. But let's say that you went through and you got a business degree and then you decided that you want to do the FBI. Well, here's the deal. Depending on where you work in the FBI, that's not a problem that is irreversible. So, for example, if you wanted to be an FBI agent, the most important thing is how much law enforcement experience you have. Uh, lots and lots of local and state and county law enforcement agencies will hire you with a business degree. That's not a problem. So now it's just going and getting a job with local law enforcement and doing that for several years and then applying to the FBI. You're going to do that anyhow. And your degree is much less important there. Or it could be that you really want to do a special branch of the FBI. Well, in that case, you say, well, I got a master's degree. It's very easy to go back and get a psychology master's on top of a master's major at a, at a bachelor's level. And then you're still qualified, perhaps even better qualified to go to the FBI. Um, so again, you can kind of take a, a, a different route to get there. So the point there is that make those broad decisions first. You know, do I have a field that I want to go into that requires a specific kind of training? In my experience, that's pretty much nursing and engineering. After that, um, you know, what you major in is much less important long term than most people think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's been my experience as well is is is, is effectively and almost in, in almost every case, experience trumps all. And so it's yes. like if you can find a way, it's like you earn a degree, but if you can find a way to get experience in the thing that you actually want to do, you're ahead of the pack, period. End of story. And so that's uh, that's a really important thing to keep in mind. And so that's maybe um, one misconception is is maybe it's uh, is there's a tendency to overemphasize the importance of the degree, right? To say, okay, the 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 actual subject matter that I'm selecting is so incredibly important. 
But I guess, are there any other misconceptions that come to mind for either of you guys when you're thinking about just degrees and selecting majors? Well, first of all, this idea that, you know, there's an outsized emphasis on it, you know, like it has to, you have to pick the right major, you have to have the right one. So you can de-stress a lot if you realize that, no, that's not necessary. I'd say the other misconception is that it's always most useful if you pick a major that's exactly the same as what you want to do. And I see this a lot. Like, in other words, I want to go into business, so I should be a business major, or I want to go into music, so I'm going to be a music major. Sometimes that's the right choice. But sometimes you can get a lot more out of your education if you'll think of this from a hybridization standpoint, right? So I want to go into music. Well, great. What kind of music do you want to go to? If you want to go classical performance and teach music, you need a music major. But if you actually want to perform on stage, then get on stage as often as possible. Get on YouTube as often as possible and go get a degree in marketing or communications something, or even literature. Something that teaches you how to write better song lyrics or get your name out in front of people or tell a better story with your music. Uh, in other words, you've already got the music skills that you need. You're not gonna ever get on stage because you had a degree from in, in music if you're just trying to be a performer, right? You'll get on stage because you're a great performer. So use your college education as a way to build another set of skills that'll help you do even better with whatever you're doing. So I think that's a, the thing that I see a lot is that people think I have to major precisely and exactly what I want. I see this a lot of people say, well, I wanna work at hotels, so I need a hospitality management degree. That's probably a really limited degree. Much better to get a communications degree, a business degree. In other words, the, the big misconception here is that you have to be really specialized. At bachelor's level, broad is better than specialized. If you want to specialize, save that for your um, higher degrees, master's, doctorates, those kinds of things. Yeah, that makes sense. Does anything come to mind for you, Victoria? Yeah, actually just building off of, of what both of you said, Ben, you made a really important point Um when you said experience is king and that, you know, that ultimately trumps all. I think one misconception that a lot of students um, enter college with and enter higher education with is the idea that I'm going to go to the right school. I'll graduate with the right degree and the world will hand me my job and, you know, the world will go, you know, it'll be peachy. It's going to all work out fine. Um, and, and reality is you might have exactly the, you know, the major for the career you want. And that does not mean that the company won't will hire you. Uh, does not mean that you're going to step out of college and someone's going to hand you your diploma and a, you know, a job at the same time. So I think really focusing on building in the experience aspect um, is is key. So just realizing your degree is not, you know, a, a gateway or a ticket um, to the to the life you want, which is what a lot of people kind of think that college will do for you. Um, and then tagging off of what Jonathan said too, just remembering that you're not stuck. Um, I know that's something I definitely fell for as a student um, and as a young adult is just that idea that, oh, if I get into, you know, this or, or you know, X or Y, then I'm stuck there. Um, and that's something that mentors and, and friends have really helped me with is realizing, no, you're not stuck. So, you know, a lot of people would would go into something kind of with that idea that, oh, if I pick this, then, you know, that's it. I'm, I'm kind of stuck there. So just realizing that's also not the case. And you do have flexibility to change or to pivot or to build on things um, as well. So, yeah. And something that kind of like um, something unexpected that I learned in the process of selecting my own major was just the like sometimes undergraduate degrees are connected to graduate degrees in ways that are not obvious. So like um, my original plan was to go into law school and uh, and I had an interest in economics from high school, but everybody was telling me, oh, yeah, economics is a phenomenal major for law. 
Um, like if you want to go into law, which is like, it seems really strange, but all these lawyers were like, yeah, definitely an econ undergrad is a great way to go. And it was just like one of those, I ended up not going to law school, so I can't actually confirm their, uh, their claims, but that's what I was told. I was like, oh, well, like that co totally opened my eyes. It's, I don't need like a, you know, a degree that's directly related to the field I even want to go to graduate school for, if that's something that I'm interested in doing. So Ben, I can actually confirm and go one better having worked at a college, uh, when you say, you know, you don't have to have the direct major. Our pre-law advisors at the school I work for told students not to major in pre-law because it would be better for them to have a wider base in something else. In fact, better to major in whatever field of law they thought they were going to get into. But even so, having that diversity was much more important. And then pick up a few law type classes as electives. Um, and then here's the one that's very surprising. I actually know more people who went to med school without a biology major than with a biology major. Um, and so it, there, med school is the same way. Like there's a certain set of classes you have to take. So, you know, if you're going to be an English major and go to med school, you still have to take organic chemistry somewhere along the line. But again, uh, lots of times that variety was more helpful, more attractive to medical schools than somebody got a straight, you know, pre-med focus or something like that. So there's still some, you still have to take some undergrad science classes. But uh, I know lots more students who went to medical school without biology majors than with them. So that's not always the straight line people think it is. And along with that, what Victoria said, that means that there's more flexibility if you decide to change your mind, right? And so that should be a depressurizing statement. It should, it should be less, lessen your stress about choosing a major. Yeah. And so I think actually at this point, it'd probably be helpful just to talk about this too. Because So anybody who's thinking about a degree, um, they may not understand all the different sort of components that go into create like making up a degree like the credits and the types of credits and everything that you need and so victoria you're our expert right here between the three of us so i'd actually just if you could just walk us through like what are the actual what goes into a degree to create it's like all right i have a diploma but what was what's behind that yeah no absolutely um so i'll just kind of do again just a, a broad strokes overview of this but most bachelor degrees um are comprised of about 120, 128 uh, credit hours um, is typically the way that that's designed up. A lot of people go into that thinking that, oh, well, the main chunk of classes I'm going to take is going to be my major or the thing that I'm focusing in. Um, and that's actually not true. That's about a fourth of the degree. Um, the rest of the degree is made up of general education requirements, school-specific requirements, electives, that sort of thing. So um, typically speaking, a student will take around 30-ish uh, credits of major classes, like core requirement classes for their specific major. Um, they're also going to take a set of general education classes. Um, that's basically your liberal arts education. So making sure that you are, you know, more or less able to function in society in math and science and language and history, you know, whatever the case may be. And so a lot of times going into a school, those are the classes with, depending on the size of the school, you know, potentially up to hundreds of classmates in that, oh, you know, U.S. History 1, English 101 class that you're taking taking. Um, schools also have school specific um, courses that often need to be taken. Those are things that might differ from school to school. So, you know, across the board, you know, your general ed credits will kind of be the same, you know, depending on, on the school you go to. Those aren't really going to change that much. Um, school specific courses, on the other hand, might change. So, you know, to pull Liberty as, as an example, there are specific, you know, Bible classes that every Liberty student has to take um, that maybe somebody going to Harvard would not have to take. 
Um, and then, you know, obviously your major core classes. Um, and there's also a lot of room in most degrees for electives. And depending on how specific your degree is, you may or may not have, you know, a ton of room. Um, but those are places often to take advantage of, you know, broadening your degree or if there are specific classes that, you know, hey, I'm an English major, but I really want history classes. Um, cool. Fill all those, you know, into your electives as much as it's possible. Um, and so those are are just, you know, as they sound, those are broader courses that don't necessarily have to have anything to do with your degree, uh, but give you some room to kind of play around. So it's more or less kind of a rough breakdown of how that works. Yeah. And I remember too, having this moment when I was, when I was a student in the program, I got my degree plan. I got started taking some courses. I think I had done two or three, and then I had like a more in-depth advising follow-up call or something like that. And basically I was talking to the advisor and I was like, yeah, I really didn't like this one test that I took or this one course. And, uh, and he was like, oh, well, if you didn't like that, well, then I'll take this other thing off your degree plan. I'll put something else in there. And, I, and that just like blew my mind. I was like, you mean I don't have to take this course? And he's like, no, like this other course you'll probably like more will actually fulfill that requirement. And that's when I realized how customizable these things actually can be. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's like, all right, well, so even outside of electives, sometimes depending on the degree and especially depending on the target institution you're going to, different uh there might be a, a wide variety of courses that will actually fulfill a specific requirement outside mm -hmm. of an elective so absolutely and there are specific schools too that really cater to that as well so there are some schools that are going to be very specific and they won't have very much flexibility they won't let you transfer in very much there are other schools and those are a lot of the schools that we partner with that are very very flexible they're designed for you know accelerated distance learning they're designed for adult learners in a lot of cases um, and so there is typically a lot of flexibility in how much you transfer in and what that looks like yeah. And so we've talked about this a little bit and um, I'd like to hear from both of you guys, just like when, you know, when you, so like, let's say you are interested in like a very specific field, maybe it's nursing, maybe it's engineering law, what have you. Um, maybe there's graduate requirements, you know, whatever. And, um, and essentially there's like a few different paths you can take, but I think the first thing to think about is how do you determine if you are, in a position where you really need specific qualifications. And then the second, I kind of the second part of that question is what is the role of like certifications or even like trade training, um, you know, as opposed to straight degree. So I'm just curious. Well, starting with your last question first, which is trades, training and certifications and those kinds of things. This is, you know, we should probably give full warning here and say that this is a bit of a soapbox for all of us in kind of understanding of what's happening with higher education and, and to, to, to understand that you have to step back a little bit and that higher education is not changing as fast as society is changing. And therefore, there's a mismatch. There, there, there's a, it's not functioning the way everybody wants it to function. And it's pretty important for people to understand that. Um, you know, higher education used to be a mark of exclusivity. There were not a lot of people with higher education degrees. Those people were highly trained and therefore they had really measurable, noticeable value to whatever organizations picked them up. Uh, so a couple of things have happened. One is, is that the supply has grown dramatically. Lots and lots and lots of people have college degrees now. And two is that the change of the, the change, the pace of change because of modern technology quickly obliterates uh, two things. What people understand they know they need because it creates all kinds of new needs and also sort of the definition of what it takes to be smart. Uh, so one of the marks of a higher education degree in the past was that this person has a lot of stuff in their head, which is very efficient because getting new information is really difficult for us. Of course, that's not the case in today's world, right? 
And so now the most important skill is how quickly can you learn something new because technology obliterates things so fast and causes so much change that you have to constantly be learning. And it's not clear to employers, especially how well a degree does that. And so when you come to somebody and you say, I have a degree, that now means very little to the people doing the hiring. And the best example for this is marketing. If you come to me, you know, we run a company where marketing is really important. And if you come to me and say, I have a degree in marketing, I don't know what that means. I have no idea. In fact, what that probably means is that you have some very outdated marketing ideas that your school is not shifted fast enough to keep up. Because look, you know, we just started a bunch of marketing efforts last summer and some of those are outdated already. I mean, like that's how fast marketing stuff changes. And so that's not particularly useful to me. On the other hand, if you come to me with a certification that you earned just very recently that says you have specific skills in Instagram marketing, that's very useful to me, especially if I think that other companies have gotten value out of those employers, employees who have those. More importantly, things like, you know, I don't know about having a certain body of knowledge. If I'm not hiring an engineer or a nurse, I don't care so much that you have specific information because that information is probably useless to me. I have new information that's coming in so fast. It's your ability to learn. But I do want to know, can you work well in a team? Uh, do you have great communication skills? Do you have great leadership skills? Do you have great uh, those kinds of things? And college degrees don't portray that. But if you come in and say you have a leadership certification and I go and check out the qualification of leadership certification and it says this person learned communication skills and these skills and these skills and these skills, like, oh, that's really helpful. And if I look and see, oh, this person did a bunch of real work and worked a real job, that's very useful. Those kinds of things become infinitely more important to me as an employer um, than the degree itself. So when you ask about the power of certifications, I think that the power of certifications are that they are able to give a measurable uh, measurable proof that somebody has the kind of skills that employers actually need today. And certifications can change quickly enough to keep up with those needs, whereas a degree doesn't. So while lots of big companies still maintain a degree as a baseline, you'll find much smaller companies don't care as much anymore because the value of the degree is much more uncertain. And so you should keep that very firmly in mind as you're thinking about your investment in your education, uh, how much you invest, how you go about it, and then what kinds of additional certifications will actually make you very attractive on the job market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I would just echo um, what Jonathan said on that. You know, I know we talked earlier about different fields that require specific majors um, and, and Jonathan's kind of contrasting that with certifications. Um, certifications are kind of a, a hot topic right now. There are a lot of um, places, Google being a, a primary one, that are starting to offer certifications and a lot of big organizations that are jumping on that bandwagon and, um, and really honoring that and focusing on that with their employees. Um, just to kind of bring this to, you know, a slightly different side of this for just kind of practical student, um, you know, if you're looking at a degree, you're not sure if you need a specific degree, uh, ask, <laughs> start, start doing research. There's a lot of assumptions. And, and I know this from experience too, you know, as young adults, um, we assume a lot, a, a lot of times Jonathan mentioned, you know, information is outdated. That can be true, especially if you're talking, you know, with, um, maybe somebody who's not actively in, you know, particular field anymore. Oh, you know, they worked in that 20 years ago. Well, things have changed. So, so really be intentional about reaching out to people who are working in that right now, people you respect, people you would want, you know, your career to look like, reach out to companies that you'd be interested in, 
you know, the idea of what they do, talk to their HR department and figure out, you know, what are your requirements? What, what degree requirements might you have? Are there certifications that your employees are taking? Just, you know, do the research on that front. Um, and then I would also just, you know, add that certifications could be potentially a great way to test out a field or a, a profession if you're not sure if that's really where you want to go. Um, long-term <laughs> degrees are incredibly valuable, but they are also really expensive and they demand a lot of time and energy. So something like a certification might be a really great way to test the waters and figure out, is this even something I'm interested in once I've spent you know some time and, and money invested in that? Is this still something I'm interested in doing more? Great. Well, maybe then yeah, full degree would be appropriate and you can go from there. Yeah. Well, I think that advice of just even just talking to people who are in the field that you're a simple conversation, simple 5, 10, 15 minute conversation with somebody can just it's so helpful. That's actually ultimately the reason why I decided not to go into law is I talked to a bunch of lawyers. Some of them were in merger and acquisition and some of them were in criminal law and family law and all these different things. And I was really just kind of asking questions, just probing questions like what like what is your day to day look like? What are these different things? And then over time, I kind of came to realize, and, and they all kind of had their own opinion about the industry. Some of them were very negative, like it's a bunch of sharks, da da da, and this kind of thing. And so it's like you get a few different opinions and you start to form like, is this something like, do I still, am I still, do I still have the same level of conviction that this is something that I actually want? Because, you know, and then is that really something I, do I want to invest in that specific degree path or would a little bit more exploration be helpful? And I think in particular, even just running that, it's something that's come to mind a few times while we've been talking is just the the risk that, you know, if you have a degree in something that's not the same as knowing how to do it. And, I, and I, I've heard people say that before. It's like if you have a I mean, I've met people who have a degree in, um, say, like audio engineering and they're like, well, I have a degree in it. I know how to do it. It's like, well, have you ever mixed a song or an album or been in a studio with a band? And they're like, no. And it's like, how on earth do you know what it's like, you know what side chaining is, but do you have you've never done the job? And so it's again, I think it just kind of goes back to experience. So I think talking about experience, talking about getting advice from um, people who are in the field that you are interested in or that you at least think that you're interested in. Um, what should a student do if a student is looking and they're trying to select a major? They know they want a degree but they don't, that's pretty much it. They're like, I want a degree, but other than that, I don't really have any specific ideas. What should that student be thinking about? What if they're not sure? Just to kind of kick this off and then um, definitely be interested in a job that has a lot of experience in this area too. Um, I, I resonate with this because I was one of those people who was really not sure um, and and didn't know what direction to go. Um, we've talked about experience and the role of that. And, and the older I get, the more firmly convinced I am that this is a, a huge uh, clarifier for young adults in terms of, you know, trying to figure out the, you know, the direction you want to go and what will be most helpful in getting there. So uh, especially, you know, as you get started, a take classes, that, that is one side of it that that will give you some information. And if you hate studying something, you probably aren't going to really enjoy doing it. Um, and sometimes there are things that we can't work in fields you can't work in and get practical experience in right off the bat, in which case really leverage those courses, you know, as you get started, maybe if you have the option, maybe don't be a declared major, you know, for a semester for two semesters and just take as many different classes as you can to kind of figure out some potential directions. Um, but then even more than that, I would say just try and try and get experience um, in some different things that you think you might be interested in. Recognize you're not stuck. 
you could go try something for a, a day, a week, a month, a year. And, you know, that will give you great experience that will help expand your, um, your horizons in the future, even if it's not something you ever do. So yeah, just explore, explore and be really intentional about that. Um, otherwise, you know, you'll get to the end of that year, you'll have classes, but you really won't be any closer to making a decision on where you want to go. I would add to that, just come back to your basics, right? Think of your big questions. And here's how I characterize your big questions. First, uh, make sure you do some serious work on your financial situation, right? Uh, you say you need a major, that's fine. Or you say you need a degree, uh, make sure you can afford that degree. If you say you need a degree, but you're not sure what it is, and you're gonna have to go massively into debt to get that degree, that's a bad decision. Just, just hold off college until you know what you need the degree for. So make those big decisions. Then ask, you know, am I interested in fields that require a specific major, engineering, nursing, things like that? And if so, you know, it may be worth it to pause and wait until you're certain about that before you get a degree. Um, but if you've ruled those two things out and you say, I can afford it, I know I want a degree, but I don't know what is in. Um, let me give you some advice that I'd be really freeing for you. Just major in whatever you want. In other words, pick the thing that is easiest for you, most interesting to you, most intriguing. Do not spend any time worrying about whether it's marketable and all that kind of stuff, because here's the deal. You don't know what you need to market yet. And so what is the point of the degree? The point of the degree is to teach you how to quickly and effectively master complicated information. And you can do that with any subject matter in the catalog. So grab one that you like, excel at it, do really good, concentrate on figuring out how to learn, and then get in gear and pick up as much experience as possible and then, you know, all kinds of things will get applied there. Probably little of the content of your major, but everything about how you mastered that content, the part about how learning how to learn, that'll be the part that'll be really important. You know, add certifications as necessary and, and tweak as needed once you start to figure things out. But, but don't spend a lot of time stressing about this. If, if it's, if, unless you decide to go back into engineering and nursing, in which case you can still do that, you just have to go a bit longer path. Uh, there's really nothing you can do here that's going to cause you long-term major damage. Um, so relax, grab something you like, do really good at it and keep moving. Absolutely. And actually it's, um, if you remind, there's a, a blog post that Jace put up, uh, just this week, you can go to bnbond.us slash blog to check it out. But it's, um, it's about how to make the most out of any situation, how to get the most experience and how to really like basically pick up as many lessons as possible from any environment. And it, it, what you said, Jonathan, just reminded me of that because I just remember some of the lessons that honestly stuck with me from college. Like, just like you said, it wasn't the content that of what I was learning. It was figuring out what kind of paper my professor wanted to read. It's like, okay, well, I think this is a pretty good paper, but my professor seems to be looking for something else. So then you'd like start to do that process of figuring it out. And it's like, at, you know, later when you're in the workforce and you have a boss and you're trying to figure out what they want, that's going to come in handy. And so I think some of those lessons are unexpected and that's the type of stuff that sticks. And that, or at least that's what stuck for me. And that's what you were describing. Um, well, this has been a really fruitful conversation, um, and I appreciate both of y'all's time and expertise. I hope that um, for those of you listening, that this was uh, helpful, so had some helpful insight for you. Um, just like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you can go to beyondbound.us slash navigate. The Navigate course actually has a ton of, uh, of principles, like some of the things Jonathan were talking about that can help you make decisions like which major you should pick, but it can also help you make other life decisions, you know, about which job to take, which part of the country should I be living in. Any, any major life decision you're considering is something Navigate can help you with, um, and picking your major is one of them. So if this, if this conversation was interesting, 
interesting to you, if you want to dive further into different principles of decision making, visit beunbound.us slash navigate to learn more about that today. Um, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you.